And then I thought in the spirit of some of the stuff I'm going to discuss here, I'm going to just sort of wing it and go from the heart. <laughs> so I'm sitting in my closet and that kind of helps with the noise cancellation too. Firstly, I want to share something that happened to me like 15 minutes ago because it helped me realize something important. So this morning I've been in what I would consider a very aligned state of just feeling inspired. Mostly because I started playing music and singing right when I woke up and that always makes me feel really good. And then I started getting ideas for a podcast episode and writing them down. And I guess in what people would call like download energy where you're just having realizations and things click and things make sense. So I thought, okay, I'm going to record an episode, and I got up really quick, and I set my guitar against the couch, walked away, and the guitar fell forward and knocked over my cup of tea all over the table, and got some papers wet, and got my book cover wet, and some other things, and I got really fucking annoyed, <laughs> like split second, um, and I thought, my, my gut reaction, which I noticed, thankfully, was like this feeling like how can this happen when I'm super aligned though you know like how I, I guess I had a subconscious belief that when you're in that state of flow where you feel good and things seem to be going well you won't attract challenging or annoying things like that because things are flowing and that's what a lot of spiritual teachers for lack of a better term um, say like law of attraction type stuff, but I realized like I don't agree that everything you attract is necessarily because you are a match to it. There's a lot of other factors. And then I kept thinking about it and realized that if there's any part of me that still believes that I somehow like deserve the annoying or bad things in life uh, because of what I'm doing, like it's some kind of punishment, I really need to be aware of that. And getting that lesson in, in a small, inconsequential way like this, um, it, the tea didn't even ruin anything really, it didn't ruin the book or get on any electronics. Yeah, it was annoying, uh, but it didn't, it was like a really tiny thing, but it showed me an important part of myself and I was thinking like, what if I... Um, did reach a place where more was at stake, you know, and that trigger came up. Um, it's just like a, it's a really beautiful way to learn the lesson in a way that doesn't cause any harm or things that I can regret, you know, it's, and it reminded me that these kinds of things can be, A, it can show you what you didn't see before, because those beliefs are always there, it's like they're dormant and then they get triggered by certain things. I would much rather know that it's there and I would much rather have it happen with something small than later on with something more important, if that makes sense. So that was a kind of side note. The main thing I've been feeling and thinking about is how I don't think that skills have as much to do with necessarily like practice and training as we believe and a really good example of this for me is when I was in Peru we went to this uh, 
little village place where they were having like an open jam night with musicians playing and they were playing like a lot of Grateful Dead and surprisingly some Modest Mouse sounds which was an interesting mix but I, I like both those bands. Um, and that was cool. So this guy came up from the audience with a big drum and he start, he had a microphone and he started like banging his drum and you could tell he was good at it and singing and not singing words but it was almost like this like tribal sounding yell singing that sounded like so powerful and cool and crazy and you could see everyone just like looking at him like whoa like he seemed really just like pro and it was just like magical what he was doing it was it was crazy and a little bit later in the night we had a chance to talk to this guy he came and was sitting with us and I was telling him I really like his singing and he said yeah I had never sang before but I was doing an ayahuasca ceremony like last week and in the middle of the ceremony I just started singing <laughs> like that and I was like whoa and he said the facilitator kind of just like let him do his thing even though he was kind of taking over it's like really obvious he needed to be doing it and he said ever since then he's just doing that you know and it's like whoa so you didn't practice your whole life to be a singer you didn't take classes it just came out of you <laughs> um and that really aligns with my own experience with singing because i've loved singing since i was a kid and i feel like i was really good at it back then naturally um one time I was singing in my room at night in bed and my mom came and said, turn off your radio. And I don't think she was joking, I think she really thought it was my radio. But I had this like experience with a teacher in second grade who made fun of my singing voice and I was just so like shy and impressionable and sensitive back then that I just like, that was, it changed me profoundly and I just like hid my voice from everyone. Would only sing when I was by myself. Uh, but I really noticed that singing like is so much more about the feeling because when I'm in this like inspired state where I'm singing just because I fucking love it and I'm, I my body's like open and um, it's hard to explain but it's just like a really inspired state my voice uh, is like really good key like it's I can sing on key and loudly and hit different notes like high and low and then when I'm in just kind of like a normal or even constrictive or anxious state it's like a lot harder and I miss notes more and I noticed um this also with MDMA there was a time I took some and my singing voice was like fucking impeccable it was like I couldn't hit anything wrong and it was so intuitive and I was like wow that was one of the times that I realized um that it's a lot more about like letting through, letting something through. And I think a lot of creative people have experienced this as well, you know, when you just kind of surrender to the creative flow, it's like you're more like a channel than anything. Like it's not necessarily you doing it. And I bring this up because I think this applies to like pretty much every thing. And I've noticed weird things too with certain skills. Like I've been playing guitar for a long time. And, uh, but I've taken long breaks from playing here and there over life, like I would go a whole year or two without even touching a guitar. And I would notice a couple times, like if it had been a few months since I played, it's almost like I'm better than I was when I stopped. And it's like, why? Because I haven't been practicing, I haven't been learning any new techniques, but it's like I suddenly just know more. 
And I experienced that with language learning as well. This one really notable time, um, I spent a lot of time in Sweden because my, yeah, I spent a lot of time there living with Swedes who spoke a bunch of Swedish. So I was learning the language and picking some of it up, but there was this time that I was away from Sweden for a long time, like six months, and I wasn't practicing at all during that time. And when I went back, I just knew more of the language for no apparent reason. And yeah, it might have just been my subconscious making connections or something, but it felt like more than that. Like I had somehow just learned how to allow more of the information through, which sounds really out there because I haven't heard anyone else really talk about this necessarily, like how it seems like you get better at something when you take a break from it. But it's definitely something I've noticed and uh, yeah, it just reminds me of life in general or doing anything in a flowing kind of way, like there's a natural skill that can come out of um, just allowing yourself to yeah, like, let it through and not wonder, like, am I doing it right? Does it sound good? Because that's what kills things more than anything, you know? Um, but a lot of creative stuff seems to be more about getting out of your own way. And I think a lot of the artists that are truly great are the ones that kind of just... It's not necessarily about technical training. That can actually get in the way of things. Like, I took piano lessons as a kid for maybe four years or something. And uh, the teacher taught me how to read sheet music, and I loved learning classical songs. Like, it was really fun. I would always play them way too fast, so I would have to, like... <laughs> uh, the challenge was, like, learning how to slow the fuck down. Um, but she never taught me anything about writing songs, um, or even how to form chords, or anything, any of that basic stuff that would be behind songwriting. It was purely just, like, reading notes which was cool and fun, but it literally never crossed my mind to be able to write my own song. That didn't come until I was in my 20s, and it was like a huge mental block for me. Like, it was hard for me to just realize that I could do that. Uh, and so, yeah, it's almost like technical skill can be a detriment. And I say this not just in relation to creative things, but even like life, you know? Like, we're always expecting that there's gonna be some book or some expert who has the information we need to, like, feel at peace and be in the flow, sort of like learning how to truly be creatively open. Um, but it's a lot more an intuitive thing that it's like you already know how to do it, and uh, learning too much about the right ways to do it can almost hold you back. Like, I listen to a lot of different content. I love learning, so I'm always learning about something, like listening to stuff, reading stuff. And I swear, I learn the most and have the most epiphanies and breakthroughs and things clicking into place like it's been this morning when I just don't even touch the internet and I just, like, wake up and go straight to playing music or writing and be in my own energy for a bit. Things start to connect and click into place that uh, listening to other people doesn't really even come close to. And that kind of stuff is really helpful, obviously, but I've learned that you can become almost, like, addicted to it or reliant on it. And just, it can turn into almost like a mindless consumption. Just like so many other things. Um, and I've noticed, I mentioned on a video I made recently that 
I've been getting super triggered over the past couple weeks into just really dark states of like sorrow, despair, and feeling like, what the fuck am I doing? And just not very good, which I think a lot of people have. And one of the first things that happens when I get super, super triggered like that is that I start distracting myself like almost every waking second of the day. Like my internet um, usage goes through the roof like to a really unhealthy degree <laughs> which I didn't even realize how extreme it was until I was talking to a friend about it the other night and I told him how often I'm using it and he was kind of like whoa like <laughs> shocked and I was like oh yeah I guess it is kind of extreme um and then it just kind of cuts you off from yeah it just kind of buries you more in like the disconnected feeling but just like sitting in your own energy as uncomfortable as it is or talking about it, you know, like for example, it's a small example, but when I knocked over the tea and got really annoyed. So on another day where I'm like in one of those distraction phases, I would just push how I feel away and jump right to doing something else. I'll be like, okay, that's annoying, but whatever, I'm not going to let it get to me and just ignore it. This time it's like, no, I'm going to really feel it. What's the be belief beneath this like intense annoyance and, um, if you're a woman, you have the benefit of certain times of month, your like emotions are like way, way, way turned up, which is actually kind of a blessing because you see what's always there. It's just more noticeable. So uh, I decided to like go into it and feel the annoyance fully because any type of fiery emotions like that, my first instinct is often to suppress them which causes a lot of problems. So I just let it be there and I was like, what's the belief beneath this? And I found something really important that sort of unlocked or untied a knot for me. And I realized that no matter how aligned you feel, challenges are still going to happen. Like it's not a flaw of any kind. It's just, there's always a reason. And there are forces that like, I don't buy into the stuff that you 100% attract and create every single thing in your life. I just think that's too extreme. I test out, tested out that idea, but I realized it actually became kind of like a detriment for me. And it resonates a lot more to think of it like a co-creation. Like, yeah, everything in your reality is you from a certain level, but there are also other forces. It's important to acknowledge that. If you're taking responsibility for le literally every little thing in your life, it can just it's too easy to sort of blame yourself. So that's where I'm at right now. I kind of accept that challenging things and mishaps or what appear to be mishaps are always going to be there. Like that doesn't necessarily change. It's the way that I interpret it that changes and that's how it becomes easier. And you can actually like level up and get lessons from these dark states, which is something I realized about this recent kind of dark state I was in for a while, I learned so many things. Like A, I learned how much I've grown because I didn't revert back to some of my most toxic habits that I have in the past. Um, I learned about kind of blind spots that I had. I learned in a deeper way how other people feel all the time. People who are struggling with like depression and anxiety. Some people feel that all the time, like 24-7. I used to be one of them, so it's like a reminder of kind of, wow, that was a loud noise for my neighbors. Um, yeah, like how a lot of people are feeling right now. I feel like I was also helping them clear that. And also, like, I think our ancestors who struggled 
a lot with literal survival. Um, probably had a really challenging time and not necessarily enough time in their life to clear it all. So that kind of gets passed down to us through our genes and DNA and stuff. And then we have to clear it. Because people alive in this time are kind of in a unique position with our access to technology and the amount of leisure we have and stuff. And I think that too much leisure and not enough struggle can be really bad for your character if you don't find ways to challenge yourself. And this was another epiphany I had recently uh, hanging out with that friend I mentioned who gave me a tarot reading and is like pretty good at it naturally, which is really cool. Uh, and I was asking about like why I have these addictive tendencies with things because if there's one thing that's my karma to learn in this lifetime it's addictive tendencies and it's not even about one specific thing it can literally be about anything uh, and so I was kind of asking for clarity on that and I realized through the reading that part of me is sort of addicted to struggle and chaos and so if I don't have some challenge in my life in my day then I'm not like consciously in touch with that and uh, using that energy I will create kind of like struggle and chaos in my own internal world and uh, so yeah I've just been thinking I really want to just get in touch with mastering things like the main thing I want to master is learning how to be completely present to what's happening in my reality like seeing my thoughts and feelings and not being immersed in them like a hamster on a wheel just like reacting to things all the time and also things like singing I, I want to master that I want to master musical stuff and uh, mostly just learning how to be in the flow constantly because I really do believe like that's where the magic happens but I also keep <laughs> I kind of learn continuously that these periods of time falling asleep are part of it and that it's not a problem and that every time I am in that dark place and like come back to center and balance I see the value in it even though it really sucks at the time and it's not it's how you get the information that up levels you like I always without fail when I come out of that come like come out with a bunch of new insights and understandings and it's just a really efficient way to learn lessons. Also, it's just a general purging of, like I said, ancestral stuff, old trauma from this lifetime. You might even be helping some of your parallel selves clear trauma. I experienced that. It was really fucking crazy. <laughs> I started having like past life. Um, well, I see, I feel it a lot more as a parallel life. It doesn't even feel like the past at all. I had like past slash parallel life memories and feelings coming back to me in a super visceral way that was triggered by seeing a picture of a certain historical figure and I like saw him and was like <gasps> and felt like this intense pain in my chest and started crying and crying and crying and all this stuff started coming to me about a another life and it sounds really insane like I never even used to really believe in past lives and it's not the kind of thing I would focus on or think about at all unless it literally happened to me out of the blue like that and it did, and like I'm very convinced that it's real. First, I've had so many signs around it that it's undeniable to me at this point. Um, but yeah, just to say that purging and feeling low emotions and struggles and challenges in your internal state 
and external because they often go together. Isn't that fun? <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're helping to clear things, not just for yourself, but it goes much deeper than that. And I thought of this metaphor earlier that's kind of gross but hopeful, and it's like, it's like puking, you know? Like, it's really disgusting, it feels bad to do it, it smells terrible, nobody likes it, nobody likes looking at it or feeling it. But it's so fucking healing and so necessary and such uh, an important thing. That's the same with like feeling these dense emotions sometimes. And uh, like I said in my video I made recently, just if you can, remember not to pile it on yourself when you're feeling this way. Sometimes it's just like that. Um, and it's okay. It's not a problem. And the more you can just kind of know like, yeah, I feel like this and like let it be there and know that it's okay, the better off you'll be. And the more you resist it and fight with it and judge it and struggle, the more you prolong it and magnify it. This is kind of basic stuff, but I think that it's still really helpful to keep in mind. And it's also really easy to forget when you get triggered, because when you get triggered, so many things that you've learned kind of go out the window and you're just feeling... For me, I start feeling like a deer in the headlights type of energy where I just feel like frozen and my heart rate goes up and it's almost like I can't actually feel anything necessarily. I might get like a flash of an intense emotion and then I just go into this super panic anxiety mode where everything feels like this huge dangerous emergency situation and I just immediately feel like I did something wrong and like reality's punishing me or I'll start punishing myself and be really cold to myself or even like sarcastic um, and I've gotten better at better at catching this in real time in the moment and not letting it build into something because there are definitely self-created periods of darkness where you kind of give in to those demons that are always trying to pull you down <laughs> Because there's always opposition, you know, like there's always going to be that pushback. Um, but yeah, and then there's times where, I don't know if it's an astro astrological thing, if it corresponds with current events, if it's in your fucking life path history, if it's an all ancestry, what it is, or all of the above. But there are just periods of time where you get fucking pummeled, and it's how it is, and it's not because you deserve something necessarily. It's because there are important codes in that experience for you and a lot of the times you get to that information that you need to unlock new levels of insight and understanding um, by not only fully feeling your reaction to things but also like processing it like talking with yourself or writing about it and I don't know if you've experienced this but if you just allow yourself to free talk or free write you'll get in touch with voices whether it's a deeper part of you, or like your guides, or both, or whatever it is, like God, whatever you want to think of it as, you can touch this part of you that knows things in a, such a deeper way than your human self does. But so much of the time, it's like when you get triggered, you start trying to live as just your human. And that is such a tiny, tiny portion of who you are that I don't even necessarily think it's possible to to really thrive living just as your human self. Struggle is just part of the game at every level if you're living solely as your as your human slash ego. 
because you're just a collection of reactions and it's pretty much like you're just predetermined acting on script and you're at the mercy of whatever the fuck is happening in your environment. So I think a lot of people who are atheists or doubt the spiritual realms think that it's weak to feel like you need God. I used to believe that. I feel kind of uh, like I was being really judgmental, but I used to think that religious people are weak because they need that reassurance that there is like a big daddy in the sky or that life goes on after death and I kind of it was like an ego thing I thought I was like better than them or smarter than them because I don't need that kind of stuff but it's really the opposite it takes an immense amount of strength to have to just trust life like trust reality and that's something I just keep reminding myself of like when I get carried away trying to understand everything, I just stop and go, wait, this is way above my own capacity, like I'm handing it off to the higher realms. Um, I think that the intelligence that's behind this beautiful nature that surrounds me is smart enough to know, like, it's got this. Just because I don't see everything doesn't mean that it's not all in perfect order, you know? Like, think of a, like a kid who can't see over a wall or something and their parent can and the kid's like freaking out because it thinks that the world ends right there and it's like oh my gosh there's nothing beyond this and the parent can see more and it's like no actually it's all good we're fine <laughs> I don't know if that metaphor makes much sense but that's what it reminds me of you know like when we start going like ah oh, I knew everything goes wrong for me I can't trust reality things are fucked like the world is fucked it's like you're taking the consciousness of a 25 or 40 or 50 or however old you are, any human age, you're taking that conscious awareness and assuming that you know better than something that is like millions upon millions or billions of years old. <laughs> and thinking that you know, like that you're the one who knows and that it's so unjust and it's just a tremendous waste of energy. I'm not saying that those states of mind aren't completely valid because you do have to strike like a delicate balance between holding space for the part of you that feel that is throwing a fit. Like you would a kid, you know, you would you would understand that they just don't know better and you would love them through it and you wouldn't judge them for it or crucify them for it. So try to see that limited human part of yourself or your ego in a similar way when it throws fits and freaks out. It's like a kid who just doesn't know that everything's actually okay. The parent has it all figured out. They don't have to worry. Sometimes you just gotta let them get the energy out, let them throw a fit. And that can mean just allowing yourself to go on a rampage about something. I know I often fall into the trap of like not wanting to talk about my dark thoughts or get them out because I don't want to give life to that. Like I take my thoughts and words seriously so I don't want to create more of it. I try to only talk about what I want to create more of but it's actually really uh, helpful to just get these energies out in some way. It's actually pretty essential, and I, I never regret it when I just let myself uh, talk about things, whether it's with someone or, or just myself, or writing, or whatever. It doesn't create more of it, it actually allows it to... You give it form, and so you give it like a lifespan, if that makes sense. If you just keep it within you, it just stays swirling around, and it kind of builds upon itself and gets harder to deal with or spot or confront. 
Another thing I've noticed that I've been thinking about is it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking like, I'm doing all the right things, why aren't things aligning for me? Like, law of attraction or, or magic or what teachers say, if I do this and I believe in it, then it'll happen, right? Why isn't it happening for me? And I really think that as long as we're still wondering like, oh, I did this, so why doesn't this happen? It's like, it's like treating reality like a vending machine. Like, I put the quarters in, where's my prize? And it doesn't work like that. It is so much about energy. I know I just earlier I said with like the tea knocking over, it's not always about energy. But like most of the time, it is. Um, and being stuck in that linear, very human, ego-based way of like, I did this, so I deserve this. It's like, no, reality is not transactional. And something else I realized today is that Life doesn't really owe me anything, like nothing is actually promised. Even my next breath is not promised. People have spontaneous like brain aneurysms and drop dead all the time out of nowhere. Nothing is actually like guaranteed or promised necessarily. And um, although that sounds almost kind of depressing, it actually really freed me to just say that. Because it makes you feel grateful for everything you have instead of slipping into that kind of entitled egoic state of being which we can do even with spiritual teachings it's like you can start thinking I've been practicing all of this I meditate all the time why am I still miserable and it's like there's still something to learn there anything that's happening in your reality it's trying to teach you something I just like I pretty much have to believe that because <laughs> I it helps you stay in the flow and in balance and be you're always learning things and getting new information. So when I say things like this, I'm telling other people just as much as I'm telling myself that um, everything is actually okay. It just takes such a huge burden off your shoulders to just fucking believe that. And if you have resistance to believing that and surrendering to that, um, I really suggest looking into why. Like, what was the pain you experienced that made it impossible to trust life because that's what needs your attention most. It's probably an inner child thing. I've been really working on that lately because I realize when I get triggered and start not trusting life, it feels like a very young, vulnerable, childlike part of me that's just really fucking scared and it can cause a ruckus. It get you into all sorts of trouble if you don't meet its needs because that part of you, it's like it stays the same age and splits off but it's still there. And uh, it's important to learn how to reparent ourselves, as in treat that part of us with respect and give it space to be exactly what it is and feel exactly what it, what it feels and learn how to like soothe that energy. That's real self-love in action and it's so necessary because otherwise you're always at the mercy of these childlike parts of you that don't know better, that think that eating five bags of Doritos will solve your problems. <laughs> So, um, yeah, but it has to be done with love, like loving presence, like, no, we're not gonna, like, let this throw us off, but also, like, allow yourself to feel the, that childlike sense of injustice, like, ah, oh, how can my tea get knocked over, that's so annoying, Rah. like, yeah, okay, just let that feeling be there, it's not a threat, you know, just like a kid stomping his feet is not a threat, and the mom knows that, and that's how she can still love her kid and not necessarily have to punish them for acting out. I mean, some parents do punish us for acting out, which is why we have all these complexes around it and feel like we're gonna get punished if we show our feelings. 
you aren't. Just let yourself feel your feelings, you know, like go drive out to a field and scream or even just allow like the, that flash of annoyance to come all the way through or go all the way to the depths of your sadness or anxiety or whatever it is. Because um, until till it's fully felt, it will keep getting, it'll keep circling back looking for a resolution. And remember the puking metaphor <laughs> that it's not pleasant, but it it's not always pleasant, it doesn't always feel good, but it's really necessary for a functioning like emotional system to just let those feelings be there. So I think I'll keep this one short. I want to ask anyone out there who's knowledgeable about energy or magic or shamanism or being in touch with the spiritual realms. I'm really fucking curious. I've been experiencing paranormal phenomena persistently, like if not daily, then at least weekly for the last almost four years now. And I really want to know what the fuck it is. Like, it's not something that bothers me. But it's persistent enough, you know? Like, I, I'm always hearing, like, little tap or pop sounds. And... Yeah, sometimes they come from stuff. Like, they'll come from the wood. Sometimes it's coming from the middle of the air. I'll have items being moved, like a note, a piece of paper. I had something written on in my closet fell out of my closet in the middle of the night. And uh, other just kind of like odd things. It doesn't feel threatening. It doesn't necessarily always feel like entities, but I also get visitations sometimes. And I'm wondering, like, I posted about this on Reddit on two different pretty active subs and nobody answered. So maybe it's not as common as I thought, but I really want to know what, what it is or if anyone out there has also had that. Because I am just really curious. <laughs> um... Yeah, as always, I have a Patreon if you like my content and want more. You can follow my YouTube channel if you want to see videos that I make. I share my podcast episodes there and then some videos occasionally. And yeah, if anyone knows about the paranormal noises, I'm super curious and I would love to know. I also wanted to add that if you're feeling like really dark and lost, don't be afraid to get a reading from someone because... Some of the times I've been struggling the most and I decided to buy like a tarot reading from one of my favorite podcasters, it completely turned things around for me. And I just got like an energy reading last week from Lacey Free. She has a podcast too. She's really cool. Um, and it really helped turn things around for me so much. And I know that sometimes people can have resistance to spending money on themselves in this way, but I'm telling you if you're stuck, there's no shame in um, turning towards someone who you resonate with and trust to help you through that. Uh, it can just, it's made a huge difference for me several times because they can see things that you can't. Even if you're really smart and you've been working on yourself a long time, you can kind of stagnate when it's just you, you know? So don't be afraid to like invest in that part of you, whether it's like taking someone's course online or, uh, yeah, like I said, a re some kind of reading, people who do like energy readings, there's all sorts of people out there that do cool stuff that can help with this. And I'll leave it there, so thanks for listening. <laughs>